New on Curiosity Stream. From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We track them. We study them. We hope the big one never comes. Don't look up. It's Asteroid Rush. And alligators. They rarely get sick. They even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Show. That's my open. That's what they used to call me. Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. F122, as they say in the business. Bradford Show. Before I forget, subscribe, leave a five star review, spread the word. Bradford Show podcast. This is another one. Today, two different things we're touching on. One real quick, the other about 20 minutes long. The first one is press conferences. Press conferences are important. That is the lesson of the day. The Red Sox did not have a press conference after they canned Dave Dombrowski. We had an emergency podcast immediately after Dave Dombrowski was let go late Sunday night. Everything I said in that podcast stands up. Every single thing. I don't have any regrets after all the news have come out. The only thing that we can advance the story from that podcast is press conferences. The fact that the Red Sox did not have a press conference. And a lot of people might say, well, what's the big deal? Well, maybe it's not a big deal. In terms of the actual, what was actually, or what actually might be said. But it's a big deal because this is just how you do things. President, uh, Red Sox President CEO Sam Kennedy went on OMF with Glenn Ordway, Lou Marloni, and Christian Fourier. And he was the first one, the first executive, the first uh, piece of the hierarchy of the Red Sox to sort of address this fact that they did not have a press conference. And, and as far as I can uh, tell, this was the first time that this has happened, where you have something of this magnitude and you don't have a press conference where you have to sort of answer the questions from the media. 
um, even if it's if, if it's generic answers. And I guess the the only other thing I would compare it to, and this isn't apples to apples, is Rick Pitino. Remember Rick Pitino? Rick Pitino uh, left, and he's like, oh, the press conference when I return from the road, and, and we're still waiting for that press conference. But there's a reason why you have it, and it's just accountability. I mean, I know that that, that has been thrown around a lot. Uh, I know that that was thrown around a lot when it comes to players, when it comes to managers and everybody. But I'll go back to what I believe that some players have said, uh, what Alex Cora I think has insinuated at times. When you are in Boston, when you are dealing with sports in Boston, when it comes to the Red Sox particularly, the biggest thing, the one word that you cannot go without is accountability. Accountability is the most important thing. If, if you're accountable, then you get a pass in large degree. You get a pass. Just be accountable. So when Sam Kennedy comes on OMF and says, you know, I'm paraphrasing. and Well, actually, I won't even paraphrase. Here's exactly what Sam Kennedy said when asked why they didn't have a press conference. As it relates to uh, the issue of a press conference, um, you know, we, we just knew that it would have been a wholly sort of uh, unsatisfactory um, uh, experience given that, you know, we're just not going to expand upon the statements that we provided yesterday. Um, and I understand the desire for one uh, and the frustration related to not having one, uh, but given that uh, we, we're not going to expand upon what we said in our in our press statement, um, it just would have uh, it wouldn't have been uh, satisfactory to to anyone. So instead, we spent the day yesterday uh, focusing entirely on internal communication. John Henry, Tom Warner, myself uh, spent the day meeting with the players, everyone in the clubhouse, the staff, the baseball operations department, uh, and our larger front office, uh, and we go on from there. It was a difficult uh, 48 hours, uh, but uh, but we're moving moving forward. You know, Sam, when you, when you say that um, you wouldn't have been able to get anything out of it, right, or, or anything, whatever, positive, but I, is that is that something new? Because, I mean, if you, you could say this about firing a manager, firing a general manager, just release statements, never address the media, and and have the media just ask questions. It just seemed to me like it was just protocol. This is what everybody does. Yeah, well, I think it, it does often happen. I've, I've uh, observed press conferences with sports figures uh, leaving organizations um, uh, for a long, long time. And um, they, they really, uh, I'm not sure what purpose they ultimately serve uh, other than, the, as you said, protocol. Um, and so we, uh, we decided that given we weren't going to expand on what we said via uh, our press release that went out early on Monday, that we would instead focus on uh, the task ahead and, and mainly being accountable to our employees and our people within the organization. Um, but we certainly had interaction with the media all day yesterday. We were all in the ballpark late Sunday night, all day Monday, um, and it just we just didn't have a formal uh, media availability or, or press conference uh, in the um, as, as you've as you've outlined. All right, so. The importance isn't whether or not what was said or what would be said or what information would be distributed. That's not the important. The importance is just being there, having the accountability to answer or not answer whatever questions you can. I mean, and really, I mean, this is what Sam Kennedy did. He went on there and 
Think about this. With this press conference, this was, I'm sorry, not with this press conference, with this phone call, with this interview, what he did was exactly what would happen, which is, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. But the problem with the interview in terms of how it reflected on Sam Kennedy and the Red Sox was that all the negative things from this interview came from the fact that they didn't have a press conference. So if you have if you have a press conference, you were going to be left with the things that he said, well, I'm not going to get into it. I don't want to get into particulars, so forth and so on. And really, like if that wasn't the damaging part of this interview, it wasn't. That was that so we should learn from this interview on OMF and I thought they did a pretty good job of asking the questions. So it's it's an interesting topic because it, it really makes us remember, you know, why do we have press conferences? Why has this been done every single step of the way, as they said in, in the interview? You know, there is a reason why this has been done every step of the way, without exception. And you can't just say, oh, well, it hasn't really always turned out great, so maybe this isn't the way to do it. There's a reason it's done every single step of the way. I mean, name a time. Okay, let's stick with the Red Sox. Name a time where this hasn't been done. You know, going back to John Farrell when he was like, go. You know, all right. You know, yeah, you can pick through the people's answers. That's how it works. It's fine. It comes and it goes. But you're countable. And you're not having a press conference because you didn't have a press conference. So you have these things. You have, you know, Bobby Valentine sits on a bike. You know, um, Ben Sherrington, you know, he has the press conference in a separate room. And they have the, the formal press conference about Ben Sherrington. When, uh, when, when they're having interviews, when Theo Epstein left, they had press conferences like, look, on a subway bench. It, it, this, is, this is how it works. It's not always comfortable, but you have to be able to m- massage the situation enough or have confidence that you can say what you want to say with the confidence that you, you're going to say it in. And walk out of that room and say, all right, well, we had a press conference. Okay, you know, maybe we didn't say anything. Maybe we didn't give any information at all. Maybe we had some points in the press conference which might have felt a little uncomfortable. Well, those come and they go. But what doesn't come and go, this is going to last for a long time. When we look back at the Dave Dombrowski dismissal, one of the things that we are going to remember is the fact that they didn't have a press conference. Because I think, as we said in the last podcast, this is one of these things where you can make a case both sides for Dave Dombrowski being let go. We understand. I think in a nutshell, as I said before, in a nutshell, it's they weren't going to extend Dave Dombrowski. They need to find someone who is going to make these tough decisions and then live with them going forward. Maybe be a little more creative in the situation. Maybe... You know, have a different approach than Dave Dombrowski did for the last few years. They felt like that approach was more important going forward. This is why they moved on from Dave Dombrowski. And they probably weren't thrilled about how he allocated the money when it came to the highest payroll in baseball. All of that, fine. That's, there's, there's good and the bad when it comes to Dave Dombrowski. But when we look back at this, we're going to remember, oh, they didn't have a press conference. 
that that is one of the things that we are going to remember and that's what they should have understood and you know i do believe you know this is this is at the top of the tippity top of the organization i don't think john henry and tom werner i don't think they wanted to have a press conference you know and that speaks to i think glenn asked about Ask Sam about, you know, why isn't John Henry out there? Why isn't John Henry out there? Well, I think that John Henry, when he does go out there, he probably is a little too honest. You know, this is the thing. This is, and this isn't an excuse, but this is a reality. John Henry typically does his interviews and emails. You know, they, they had said, well, when, you know, when has he been out there? I can name two times where John Henry's been interviewed and I was part of one of them. The, the first time was in spring training. And in that, that, press conference at spring training, which he does every year. John Henry said, you know, we screwed up the John Lester thing and we weren't going to screw this up. All right. Well, that's the takeaway uh, that he was being honest. Fine. There's other times where he felt like he was being honest and he says, Podball Sandoval has 17% body fat and that comes to back to bite him. So maybe he just feels like if he gets up there, he's too honest. I don't know, but he should know and, and they should know that part of this whole deal is to have these these sessions of accountability. And that's just how it is. Because like I said, when we look at this situation years from now, one of the chief things we're going to default to is, hey, they did not do this. They did not have a press conference. And this isn't about revolutionizing the world of media distribution. No, it's not. You can't. You can't just say, "Oh, you, we've." They've always done it. Does this mean it's the right thing to do? Maybe we should think about the way that we do it. No, you can't do that anyway. So, that's my rant about what happened in terms of the Dave Dombrowski fallout. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be more to it. I'm sure we're going to do a podcast going forward about you know what awaits the Red Sox. Uh, there's plenty to pick through, but you know what? The Red Sox are out of it, so we're going to have to space this out a little bit. But, you know, the other part of it, which I know that as soon as Dave Dombrowski was let go, everyone was screaming. They were screaming one thing. We must have the Julius Chassin Bradfoe Show podcast. We must have an interview with Mr. Chassin. Well, I'm here to satisfy. I'm here to make people feel like they are getting what they need. So that's what I sat down with Julius Chassin. And I may not even be pronouncing his first name right, because as you'll hear at the beginning of this interview, breaking news, he, a lot of times, doesn't know how to pronounce his first name. But don't let me tell, about, tell you about it. Let me have you hear it from the man himself. Julius Chassin. Okay. First question: How do you pronounce your first name? <laughs> That's not weird for me to for people to ask me how, yeah. to, how to say my name. Um, I mean, you say, I, I, you know, I I could give it a whirl, but I don't I don't want to do it wrong. No, I mean that, that's how I tell people that nobody's gonna say it wrong because you know it's just it's different yeah. and like you know there's so many ways you can you can you can say the name, but you know you can say you can tell whatever you can tell whatever you want, but. Uh, I always have my mom. Sometimes I even guess myself, like how how I really, you know, say my name. But my mom always say Joeless. Yeah. So. Joeless. Joeless. So almost like Joe Less. Joe Less. Yeah. Okay. Joeless. Okay. Yes, that's how that's how my mom says. Your mom. So, so I was like. She's the one that gave you the name, she's, right? Yeah, she's the one who gave me my name. So I always ask her, Mom, how how you say my name again? 
So what are you ask me? You just just tell me because <laughs> you, you saw a lot of people that know. You, how to you say had it. doubts. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, sometimes I, get, I got you know I guess myself how to, how to say. Who was who was? There must have been a teammate or a coach or something that was saying it wrong for a long time. Well, yeah, I, I remember I had a, a pitching coach in high A when I was with Colorado, but he never he never couldn't say my my first name right, so yeah. he always called me Chachin. Oh really? So he, he was just Chachin. Chachin always always called me Chachin because he couldn't say Chachin. So and I always tell him. <laughs> and he didn't even try to say. No, your first he name. you know I tell him hey no it's not Chachin it's just in, ah don't worry about it so I call you Chachin so <laughs> I was like okay <laughs> he was just whatever you you know whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's good it's good well listen we're gonna go with your mom your mom's yeah, version of yeah, it. Yeah I think that's fine <laughs> I think she, she won't she won't say anything about it. So. Well welcome Thank welcome you. um and how do how's things going so far? I mean, this is, you've been at a few different places, but, you know, Boston's sort of a unique place, I yeah. guess, and how's, how's, how's this, I guess, different than other places you've been? I mean, just the weekend, some days that I have here being being awesome, um, you know, especially a thing like Boston there, mm-hmm. you know, they're always a lot of, it's a, you know, big franchise, and, uh, a traditioning thing. You got a standing O, like, you got, you know, like, the first time you pitched, the two innings against the Yankees, you you walk off and people are giving you a standing ovation. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was actually I wasn't paying attention to that. I was just, you know, to see. What well, you were know. worried, too worried about you fell down the steps. I know. I mean, just you see that's. Oh like, yeah, like I don't blame wood. you for falling down the yeah, steps. Yeah, as wood and I, you know, my my spike just slip a little bit there, especially when you get wet. Also. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't fall I didn't uh, <laughs> fell all the way down. But you know, just happy to, to happy to be here. Uh, happy for you know for they to give me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I know having hasn't been my best season mm-hmm. fishing so far, but you know, she's always always tell myself you know trying to finish strong. Uh, you know, you got the injury and uh, you know when you got the injury you can do anything about it. You can you know pitch and try to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing you have to do is just trying to you know get healthy first, and then mm-hmm. when you get healthy you you know you're gonna you're trying to pitch good. So. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that I wasn't doing right this year, especially, you know, location of my pitches. Was it because of an injury? No, no, no. no I no. said, like, pitching, like, I wasn't locating my pitches oh, okay, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, you know, throwing a lot of pitches in the middle, I, I getting behind the count a lot, and, you know, just didn't, didn't work out with Milwaukee this year, especially mm-hmm. after, you know, really special year last year with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the last thing that I expect was, you know, having this kind of season with them, but, you know, sometimes uh, Gab, give you a tough you know challenge and yeah. you know the only thing you can do is just keep working hard and try to you know to change things you know if you're not going you you know your way you pitched obviously you pitch <coughs> opening day you know that's cool right? yeah that's, it, that's, it is cool yeah right i mean that's like a being named opening day starter yeah it's, it's, it's a cool thing and then you pitch pretty well i think for the first three or so starts of the year right? yeah I, I pitch i pitch good i pitch well not really good but i pitch okay you know the first two or three games and then start pitching like bad one okay bad one okay bad one but then start getting like bad 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 like i didn't i feel i didn't get the rhythm just was it know. mental do you think no but you no know, like you know you, you lose your confidence a little bit you know yeah. when, when you get the but you know the back slump there but i always thought that i was gonna get better and uh you know i got then i got a couple games that uh i remember my last the last game that i won was against colorado home this through 16 shot out there and uh, you know that's when you start you know feeling say okay that's things gonna get better mm-hmm. but you know after that uh, 
you know, I got really, I got another bad game, and then, you know, that's when it get really mental. Then, yeah. You know, like, you know, what, you know, I just had a good outing. What happened? You know, what happened the next one? Why, why, you know, things fall apart so, you know, so bad. Mm. But you know, like I said, just things that uh, again, your mind sometimes that uh, you know, it's hard sometimes to get it out. Even, even with me, that I had, you know, a lot of, you know, I got a couple years in the big league now. Right. You know, I got a, and you know, stuff is hard to get it out of your mind. And, you know. Just try to and try to you know go out and perform well. Yeah, and then you try too hard. Yeah, and, and sometimes yeah. you try too hard, and sometimes just you know trying to make this thing up, you know some stuff up that uh, it, it doesn't work out. You yeah, know, like, yeah. So that's that's something I told myself, just trying to you know focus on what you did good, and don't you know trying to think what you did bad. So mm-hmm. um, and I feel that I was you know my 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 ball was coming out better. Uh, obviously, I throw a lot I throw a lot of sliders mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, I know guys looking for my slider, but, you know, I was still throwing it. Dude, that's the thing. Like, you can't... We talked about this yesterday. You know, everyone is fo- so focused on how the hitters are approaching. Like, yeah. uh, you know, swinging. If you have a a good pitch, like yeah. a unique pitch, like in your slider, everyone says your slider's really, really good. Throw it. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Right? And, you know, that's, that's something that I, was, that I was doing. I was trying to throw more sliders. But in the end, I was getting away from my fastball, mm-hmm. so I wasn't. Whenever I throw fastball, I wasn't commanding well. That's that's when everything, you know, like I start. I was just so so fucking trying to throw my slider better because they, you, you know, the hit don't, don't hit my slider that much. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I was just forget about my fastball. I think that's the, that's the thing that you know, when I, especially when I was injured, just trying to visualize myself what I was doing wrong or you know what I wasn't doing well, and. You know that one. That was one of the things. It uh, wasn't commanded like throwing sinkers inside to righties and then throw four seam, you know, to lefties up and in, and then you know trying to command my sinker down away. Mm-hmm. You know some stuff that I wasn't doing, the, you know, the right way. And uh, you know I feel that uh, you know I, I don't know how many how many innings gonna throw here, but yeah. hopefully. But you look. I mean, you look good. And, and and also going back to so you went to work out Steve Pack who was the scout for the Red Sox yeah I, I threw a bullpen there so, yeah. he, so he told me you guys live like 10 minutes away yeah, you didn't realize yeah. it you had to drive still to an yeah, hour we, we, yeah because I had a friend who is a catcher you know he's, 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 he lived there and uh, he, he used to be a catcher for for I think for Milwaukee actually yeah. like like five six years ago yeah. and uh, you know I, I always play catch with him and, and say hey bro I need, I need to throw a bullpen <laughs> and he said okay let me let me set things things up and, and um, just to see what time is good for you or what time you know the guys can go Say okay, let me know. So you know, it was in Arizona, 3:30 in the mo- in the afternoon, what like 100, 114. Really? Yeah, it was. So you bring your you brought your family, didn't you? Did yeah, you I, yeah, my family was there. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then uh, he said that I think Kansas City was there. Yeah, also. Kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got for Kansas City was yeah. there too. And uh, you know, the only the only hard thing was the the heat. It was really really hot there. But uh, you know, they were there. Uh, you know, just trying to like like I told them, I'm not trying to overthrow it and just trying to show you that I'm healthy yeah. because uh, you know I was still in the DL when, I mean in the I- I- IL when I, when I got released from, from Milwaukee so I wasn't pitching or anything right, right. So, and they, they asked me about it said you know I'm, I feel I feel fine yeah. I was almost ready to face hitters you know when I got released so uh, just been throwing bullpen been doing my stuff just only thing I had to do is just face, face hitters Yeah. and uh, you know I threw the bullpen and then you know I got a call and I went to You were good. Anaheim. I heard you were good. No, yeah, I feel I feel fine. Yeah. yeah. Were you nervous at all? No, not really. No. no. I mean, you just like if it, it's gonna work out. I well, feel I, good. I I wasn't you know, I know I wasn't sure 
something it was gonna happen or not gonna happen but i yeah. feel i feel healthy you know yeah. so yeah, i was I was like you know what yeah I, I got the thing in my lap but you know like it happened but i was fine with that so in my arm feel fine just i, I feel fresh because i haven't pitched you know yeah. I, in the last three or four years i pitched you know 150 any home right board and yeah. I, you, I it's been, it had been like it had been a few weeks before you since you had pitched right yeah yeah almost yeah a month and a half so six weeks in, yeah. you know with uh, the last time that i pitched and, and uh you know, I say I feel I feel fresh. Uh, you know, the only thing I'm worried about just t- the command of my pitches because I have a face hitter. It's not the same throwing bullpen than face hitters. Right. And um, well, that was the when you faced the Yankees. I want to say though, like that was the first time you faced hitters in, in like seven weeks. Almost right? seven weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. But you know what? Like I think that thing just reset myself and just reset everything. And that doesn't mean that you I'm gonna pitch good, but I feel that I was getting better with my command. Yeah. Even yesterday when I pitched, uh, I know I know I walked with the uh, Lamehu, but and then the next guy was uh, Josh, and I threw four seam uh, down away. Yeah. And the ball stay away, you know, like oh, that's that's just something I was doing. Just my four seam and my two seam was you know sinker back to the middle, and you know now hitters just with Milwaukee. Yeah, with yeah, Milwaukee, yeah, yeah. like I was missing. A lot but of now pitches. this was acting like it had used to act like the last few years. Yeah, I mean yeah. like I feel. You know, I saw the video after, and I see a lot of pitches on the edge. You know, like mm-hmm. it was in middle, middle. So, mm-hmm. because you you're gonna throw pitch in the middle, but you know when but when when but when you throw a lot of pitch on the edge, and then sometimes you throw one in the middle, you know, he doesn't doesn't react yeah. well because they they you get used to see you down away opening or down and in there. You know, <laughs> so when you throw middle, sometimes you you know you get away with you know with some. But do they change anything? Obviously, like you know, they have a lot of things here. You have coaches, you have video, you have a lot of stuff. When you got here, they say, we think you should do this a little well, bit. Well, uh, that's not, yeah, they, uh, I didn't change where I step on the rubber. Okay. I was used to step in the, you know, on the right side. On the third base now, side. Yeah, yeah, third base side. Now yeah. they, they tell me that, you know, maybe moving this side yeah. is going to help me a little bit more, especially running my sinker inside the righties and uh, throwing my slider to, to, to righties. Yeah. And also back, you know, throw my back foot slider to lefty. So, um, and then they, they also, you know, Tom told me to see if you know how 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 many how many years I have without throwing cutters. Yeah. And um, I said, well, I got a couple of years without throwing cutters because you know just throw sliders and uh, yeah. My 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 slider was just enough. Yeah. Know, for me, so. But say you know. Maybe so have you thrown cutters since you've been here? Yeah, I threw to Gregorios in the first game. Okay. I threw two. The first two pitches was cutter. You know, one the one stay middle, but the other one stay up and in, which something. So that here's I my stupid question. The, how different is your cutter and your slider? It, it is different. Is it different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I throw my, I think I got through my cutter, through my cutter like 87, 88. Okay. And my slide is like from 79, 82, gotcha. 83. Okay. So it's, just, it's a different, different moving too. My slider, you know, it's a lot, you know, it moves a lot of side to yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. And that cutter just, just a little bit that just I, you little. know. Yeah, yeah. Just to do stuff with, especially with lefties. Yeah. They give me more problems, you know, get a lot of lefties give me problems. So, um, you know, it's just trying to, fit with the team you know it's, I, I know it's but only it's wor- it seems to work I mean it's only been a couple times it yeah. seems that it's worked right yeah I mean, like, like I said through to Gregorius uh, through one that maybe didn't cut the, the way I wanted but then I, I throw a different uh, another one and he moved he moved you right. know, how I wanted and what I wanted and then you know instead of my high f- my fastball open open, open away and I strike him out so you know it's just one hitter so yeah. far but uh, you know it's just that's how you start building confidence on, on a pitch that you haven't thrown that much so um you know just like i said just trying to fit with the team see well, what, what they want so i give the example listen i mean you like it here 
you're trying to win here, you're trying to do well. Um, going back a few years, I remember Rich Hill. Rich mm-hmm. Hill came here, he pitched four times, and he pitched really, really well. And then from those four times, he gets another, he gets a chance with Oakland, right? And yep. then he gets the chance with LA. So the impact, and I know that you're probably just taking it one day at a time, mm-hmm. but this can be a very impactful sort of important like run for you right yeah i mean like i said you know finish strong is something that you know it really helped you a lot and uh i mean i pitched i pitched i feel that i pitched really well the last two years yeah I, with san diego and last year with uh you are opening day starter unless yeah you with, pitch well. with um milwaukee and uh you know I, it, it was my first time pitching in playoff too yeah. last year and uh you know just like I said, this thing can get away quickly from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like what I didn't like was just trying, you know, guessing myself if I, you know, why, you know, why is doing this, why is this happening, why I can't just, you know, throw the ball what I wanted like every time, or cons- you know, more or consistently, try nine out of ten, trying to throw the ball what I wanted. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's something that it gets you, gets you to lose your focus a little bit and your confidence. Right now, you feel like you're sort of. Well, back. you know, like I said, I feel that I'm. I reset everything. Yeah. Just everything you start off. I feel like start off whatever happened in the past. It already happened, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just go out. Always try to have fun. You know, mm-hmm. when I'm pitching, I do quick pitching. I do. Hang, I hang. I hold the ball. You know, like different stuff that I. Yeah. You know. So, who so do you? Who did you learn that from? That stuff. Like. Well, you know what? I, I always I learned from actually from or from my team. Really? I mean, from the team that I, that I play, that I, you know, I see guys do it to the guys, you know, on my team. Right. And they get they get mad at it, you know. They get like, you know, they get, you know, oh, what you do a quick pitch, yeah, yeah, hang, you know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So you see them like get mad, get lose their focus a little bit, you know. So that's you know that's something that you can why, take why, you can why, take advantage why, of why, that. Yeah, why not? You know, and you know maybe sometimes they get big, also bigger, you know, they want <laughs> to hit a homer of you because you quick pitch them <laughs> or something like that. So you know, just stuff that are. You know, I never had a, like over overpower stuff like yeah. throwing 98, 99. You know, like I throw 90 from 90, 92, 93, and yeah. uh, you know, I feel the hitters getting you know getting better, and uh, they just get yeah, also a lot of good reports on you yeah. know and everybody. So you know, just maybe do different. And, you know, and hitting is timing. Yeah. They timing you up, and they time you know to see you know how your ball move mm-hmm. or you know whatever you're gonna throw. Mm-hmm. So you know, trying to get off timing. Mm-hmm. The, the the last thing, and then I'll then I'm gonna let you ask me a question, because you can ask me anything you want, anything at all. You can ask me how do you get to a building. I don't care. Um, but you know, one of the things I talking to Steve Peck, the, the scout, about this, and and I'll give you another example of going. I use a Rich Hill example. Uh, 2013, John McDonald, who's in infielder. I don't know if you remember him. He was sort of a utility infielder. He played for James the Blue McDonald. Jays and. John McDonald. John McDonald. Yeah, yeah. I think so, so yeah. he came here for the last month, and he had a tremendous impact on Xander Bogarts, who okay. was a rookie at the time. And you had mentioned about, you know, the other night about how Darwin's and Hernandez. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of Josh Hader. And yeah. And, and I'm not, you know, you have to worry about yourself, but also I think that it can be really, really, uh, you know, important for a guy like that when he's going to look back in his career and say, hey, you know, like I, this guy was mentoring me. This guy really, really yeah. helped me. I mean, I don't know if that. Fa- do you well, think about that at all? Or? You know, uh, well, you know, I, I actually, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know the guys here much. Yeah. Uh, you always try to see and follow all the old Venezuelan guys like me. You know, like you fell off from from Venezuela, and uh, uh, you know, obviously, 
he was in the bullpen when I got here, mm-hmm. and I just you know started talking to him and I started asking people about him because he's he's, he's a young guy who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he got good stuff. Mm-hmm. But and then you know start seeing him pitching and uh, you see his ball how he more like brace a little bit and cut and you know in big leagues right now it's not too many guys can throw fastballs just right in the middle and get up you know get away <laughs> with so uh just see him just how he you know he throw the ball and it's something that i like about him he's just not scared you know like mm-hmm. he coming out you know after people after hitters and you know he just okay you know you hit fastball okay that is my fastball hitter mm-hmm. you know so and that's something that i that i see haters you know mm-hmm. hater um he just coming after you, mm-hmm. you know. He threw that fastball up, you know, up and in or up and away, whatever. Did it you is. tell? Did you tell Darwinson that? No, no, I didn't. You didn't? No, no I didn't. No, uh, no. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want him to yeah, start yeah. thinking about okay. stuff. You know? Yeah, just, yeah. You know, when they, I mean, you know, reporters ask me about hands, I, you know, yeah. I see hater, you know, just doing that, and uh, you know, and you see now him also trying to throw a slider, a little bit more sliders, yeah. trying to you know do this because. He, you know, like I said, he bigly it's hard to get away just throwing fastball. You know, like yeah. when they know coming fastball is coming, you know, if you don't spot well, you know, you get hit. So, um, but, but you know, but you're a young man, but it must make you still feel good to like help a young. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, in the bullpen, I always try to. I haven't, haven't had that much experience in the bullpen. Yeah. You know, but um, you know, at the same, you know, at the, at the end, the same thing. You come in the six or seven or whatever it is, and you have to make pitches, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's what we're always trying to, you know, tell him. He always tell me like, yeah, it's a little bit hard for me to stay focused whole, through the whole game. So that's why I always trying to talk to him about baseball. You know, okay, you see this, you see why this guy throw this to this, the other guy. Well, you know, you see why he knows that, you know, let's say I'm pitching and uh, you got um, Gregorio hitting and then you got Wrighty laugh for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I say my my I'm Wrighty. So you know, you pitch hard to Gregorius. You don't give it anything close because you know that you got it righty. Mm-hmm. So if I if it's, I tell him if I'm pitching, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This same to you, like if you're pitching, you you know, lefty always gonna be hard for harder for for them to hit you. So mm-hmm. you know, you got Josh hitting and then you got running the second. You know, like basic stuff. You you pitch hard. You know, sure. you, pitch, you pitch a little bit hard for to Josh because you know Gregorius left and you you know you lefty so. Mm. You know, just stuff like but that. That's important. It's important. Yeah, just stuff like that trying to keep him on the game because, you know, he's gonna pitch in, in really high level situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so he gotta be, you know, be, be ready for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just whatever time I have here, just you know, helping him and um, just to see how you know maybe, you know maybe he doesn't get everything, but you know he get a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you because that's how that's how I always was like always hear what everybody say and uh, just take little from everybody that you want to help me especially when I'm you know when I'm here you know when I'm in the in the mound pitching mm-hmm. and uh so you know, sometimes the game get really fast mm-hmm. to you and uh that's when you have to you know like stay back and okay let's think about it what I, what I should do here mm-hmm. and you know like I said I never had a overpower stuff so for me it was more more mental than you sure, know sure sure so. well Justin Long is telling me that I have to wrap it up <laughs> So, uh, but you have any quick question? You have one quick question. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Justin, what, what should he ask? Give, give me a quick question. Nothing. How, how do how do you uh, get around the streets of Boston? Where's the restaurant you should try right now? 
Where's the rest? Yeah, what, yeah that's a good question. Oh, it's I, a I, didn't, I didn't leave the it's hotel. A, it's, it's, a hotel terrible, the it's a terrible question because I eat them upstairs and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, honey, you know, I go over at Honey Grow, the place. Where, so where are you staying around here? Uh, yeah, I stay back in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. we're close to here. Yeah, so I only know they're giving them free advertising, but for Honey Grow. You know what? You ever see those? Uh, the bikes where the, the they carry the people around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, I came here two thousand. I don't know if it was eleven or thirteen, when Colorado, I think. Yeah. And we went to I went to those ride with the like bus. I don't know if it was as a bus ride. Or oh, the like. the duck boat. The duck boat. Yeah. yeah that's, that's something that I did. There you go. Like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Good. Yeah, that's my recommendation. <laughs> go get a sandwich and go to the doctor. All right. Sounds but, good, man. All right. So good. Thanks. Thanks Thank so you. much. Thanks. All right. Thank you. New on Curiosity Stream. With my infrared drone, I can see what others can't. Drone pilot Doug Thrawn uses his bird's eye view for the ultimate good, saving animals from desperate situations around the globe. Join the rescue effort on a new season of Doug to the Rescue. And you captured a Confederate steamboat? We're taking the ship to freedom. An enslaved crew, a stolen vessel, and a Civil War dash to salvation on impossible escapes. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means high visibility polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and not to mention they replace lost and broken shades. Shady Rays includes lost or broken protection on every new pair purchased. They'll send you a brand new pair if you lose or break them, no matter what happened. See ShadyRays.com for details. Shady Rays offers free 30-day returns and exchanges so you can find the best fit for you. Try them, and if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America with your order, adding to over 20 million meals donated to date. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com MLB to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's ShadyRays.com MLB for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs. And try for yourself the polarized sunglasses rated five stars by over 150,000 people.